Welcome to this episode of the Comedy Defect Podcast. My name's Winter Fonander, I'm a comedian, and this is my show. So welcome to the show, guys. This is November's episode. This is with a very funny comedian, Chris Kent. This is episode 67. He is a cork man like myself. He is from Knockinheeny. And I met Chris when I started comedy in Ireland years ago. And yeah, we're just kind of catching up really because I haven't seen him in ages. But we talk about how, again, we caught up and uh, the beginnings of comedy in Cork and all that kind of stuff. And it's a really great episode. I don't want to tell you any more about it because you can listen to it. Uh, so you can follow this podcast on Twitter. We're there at The Comedy Defects. You can follow me at Winter Dominus. That's D-O-M-I-N-U-S. Winter Dominus. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on all the social medias. I'm on YouTube. All oh, the whole lot. A Winter D on YouTube. That's what's going on. Uh, if you want to support this podcast, you can. You can go to Patreon, type in The Comedy Defects Podcast and donate as much or as little as you want. You, maybe if you want to buy me a coffee sometime, if you want to buy me a pint, you know, whatever it is it's uh, it's a it's a it's a show based on basically you know whatever you give whatever you feel like i mean look if you got me a drink if you got me a bottle of water sometime i'd be very grateful of that anything it's fine it doesn't matter how much or how little or even if you don't give anything at all uh, you know if you're enjoying the podcast let me know just go on to itunes leave us a nice review over there and you can see all my live stand-up gig dates which are coming up on my website which is winterdominus.co.uk and you can see all my live stuff there i have a few sketches i'm going to be putting on that website too some other little things that I'm going to be doing that I just haven't been a fun with uh, and that's going to come very soon. I've been doing some acting recently as well. I got a couple of parts uh, in a couple of films. I was in a horror film. Do you know what my favourite things would be to do? Would be to be in some comedy horror, a bit like Evil Dead, that kind of thing. I would love that. I would, uh, you know, Bruce... Um, Oh, what's his name? I'm like thinking I was Bruce Jenner. I know it's not that. But that guy, Bruce, um, oh, the guy from, from yeah, you know, the guy from Evil Dead. You know who I mean. If you're fans of that genre, I just, I, before comedy, horror was my thing. That was what it was. And, you know, the first thing was horror. And so, like, I would love to be in some comedy horror stuff. That's the kind of aim, you know. But, I mean, I did, so I did a horror movie recently. A lot of fun. I was a reporter. I was an annoying reporter. Really, really fun. I was in Manchester. And so I've got two credits now to my name. I need two more. And I get a spotlight profile. Then off I go. Hey, let's see what happens. Maybe just get more work. We'll see. I don't know. But, hey, this is it. Gotta keep applying. So yeah, I've been also working towards the show Squeaky. It's going to be an all-clean show. Funny jokes, really row-tested jokes. It's going to be in the Museum of Comedy on the 28th of February at 7 o'clock in the Museum of Comedy. If you know where that is, that's in Leicester Square area. And you just type in the Museum of Comedy. I'll give you the address there. And... Tickets for that are £10. If you want to come, I'm going to be recording the show as well. And I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really excited about the show. I'm really happy with where it is right now. It's just basically an hour of the best jokes I've been working on for the last nearly 10 years. So if you want to come see that, it's going to be DVD recording. You might even be on the DVD itself. I don't want to be heckling. No heckling, just laughing. That's all I want. Don't come to be part of the show. Just come to enjoy the show. That's all I want. And so that is happening. Squeaky. It's a Facebook page about it. Go and check that out. Go like it. Go see the updates for that. And that is going to be on the 28th of February. But I'm also going to be doing another show with Simon Kane. Like a preview show. It's going to be a split three hours with Simon. We're going to, I'm going to be doing the first hour. He's going to be doing the final hour. I'm going to be doing my show, Squeaky. And this is going to be in Hemel Hempstead Town Hall on the 24th of January. That is in 2020. 24th of January, 2020. It's going to be at half seven to half ten. So I'm going to be at the beginning with Squeaky. Clean shows. Simon is going to be at the end doing his... Every room's a panic room when you overthink things. That's the name of his show. Mine's called Squeaky. A nice one word. But that's it for now. This is episode 67 with the very funny Mr. Chris Kent. Chris Kent, welcome to the Comedy Defect or your living room. Uh, oh, my living room, <laughs> yes. And how are you doing, man? I'm good, bye. How are you, Andrew? I'm good, yeah. I'm good. Just uh, recovering after Christmas, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, just trying to fucking... As I said before, trying to you know, kind of get eat healthier and sort of Absolutely. exercise more and the usual shit, like the you know. Usual man. Um, funnest part of my uh, Christmas was the fact that I got new boxer shorts. Fuck it, like Marks and Spencers. Oh yeah, amazing. Oh the, really? I feel like yeah. a new man. Wow, I really do, man. They, I know it's. Uh, are they briefs or are they uh, no? No boxer shorts, obviously. Sorry. Thanks for feigning interest in my hipster, uh, boxer hipster. shorts, Chris. <laughs> hipster? Are they? Are they hipsters? Uh, 
No, they're like they're they're sort of like uh, you know they're just basic bog standard black boxer shorts, but with uh, you know kind of like they're, they're comfortable and they they're, yeah. they're, they're a lot of support. You know that's what's what, the fabric. The fabric. fabric. Oh, the fabric. It's not nylon. That's oh, what right, I, right. That I had before. Yeah. Uh, now it's uh, it's more of a a cotton base. Yeah. You know. Kind yeah. of, well, you know that's it. it. Just makes you feel good. comfortable. Snug. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Snug. That's the word. Yeah. Do you think nice for Christmas? No, no, no. Just went back to home to my family. Well, that is nice, but yeah, took it easy. Like mm. took took as much as I could. I sort of plugged out of the internet for as much as Christmas as I could. You know, mm-hmm. I turned it off on because I'm promoting a new tour in Ireland, and I've been I've been doing it like for the last two three months leading up to Christmas, and I turned it all off on Christmas Eve. I turned it all off. I took them all off my phone initially, and my phone's a bit wrecked anyway. And I have an old Nokia. I put my SIM card into you know. But then I lost my phone when I landed in Ireland on the 27th. I lost my phone that I couldn't find it. But I wasn't even bothered because it's a bit battered. And eventually I found it like four or five days later. It was in my dad's car the whole time. So yeah, I properly managed to stay out of comedy. And uh, it felt good. Even for the first day or two, it did feel a bit weird. Because you're like in such a habit of checking stuff, you know? Yeah. Your social media... And you like trying to, yeah, your emails and trying to find something somewhere or, yeah. you know, hoping that something's going to come true for something else. <laughs> so yeah. I gave up on hope basically yeah, for yeah. a week and it was brilliant. Yeah. Isn't it, you feel like find this, uh, that just, you know, that, that extra time you have, it's amazing, isn't it? It's like, oh, that's brilliant. I've yeah. the time to, what do, I, what do I usually do? Oh yeah, just I used to just relax. Yeah. And just sit there, just kind of enjoying life a little bit like yeah. just going oh god oh let me check that as well and doing a round robin yeah and it's amazing how quickly you get back into it like i've only turned my phone on now two days ago and it's still i'm straight back into the habits mm-hmm. i'm trying to break them like i'm trying to go like it you know pick certain t- times of the day to maybe i'll have to manage it more really you'd have to sit down almost and say right because I sort of need to, I try and put up a new video or, or or something every week or every two weeks mm. leading up to the tour. So I just need to sort of... But then you put the video up and then you want to know how the video's doing and then you're getting notifications and comments and you're like... You're down a fucking rabbit hole of it, Big like, time. you know? Big time. So I need to manage that a bit more because I definitely felt a shift in my... In my well-being, like just just by just by having an old phone and just by like I was bored some of the time as well, like but that's yeah. brilliant. Totally, it's totally. lovely to be bored, you know. Oh, God, yeah. Then you can decide what to be entertained by. Yeah, absolutely. Just be forced yeah. to, like, oh, this will this you like this, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. But I don't want it right now. I want yeah. it later. You know, that's, that's the it. problem with it. It's constant, isn't it? So, what's your name of your new tour? Uh, looking up. Looking it's up, my up. latest show that I did last year in Edinburgh. Yeah. This will be my third, um, third Irish tour. Yeah, slightly trying to get it a bit bigger every year, like, you yeah. know. Yeah. And uh, what was, because I, I think it came to your show last year, what was that called? Moving On. That Moving one? On, yeah, 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 it's great. I enjoyed that, man. That was good. Great. Yeah, that was lovely. I really enjoyed doing that show. And that was about, there's a, lo- a lovely routine about running and you're playing, yeah. you're doing the marathon. I've got, you know, you're doing yeah. a marathon. Right? I am, I'm going to try and do a marathon. I'm, yeah. I'm, I've committed to it. That's what I did. A lot of, I was just running over Christmas, doing a lot of running and nothing else, like, you know. Yeah. I love running, like, but I've always been turned off a marathon because the dedication and the long days of training, you know. Yeah. It's kind of good, too. I think that's why I always enjoyed running. It's because I don't really go out. You don't go out with your phone. You're not checking mm. stuff, you know. You're just out there for an hour or two. So it's good for you, like. So, yeah, I'm doing it in May. Yeah, I'm doing the Milton Keynes one because mm. that's the only one that I could. No offence, Milton Keynes, but... <laughs> that's the only one that kind of lined up properly for me like yeah, yeah. and it's nearby as well isn't no it, it's, right? not, it's yeah. only an hour and a half way I yeah. think so yeah, a lot of roundabouts in that yeah. as well is there like a straight bit a lot of long straights and then a lot of roundabouts uh, I've driven through Milton Keynes a few times oh yeah it's, uh, it's very flat as I said yeah. before, you know? I think you finish yeah. in the stadium or something oh yeah you run into the stadium. stadium. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel like Rocky then, right? Yeah. Away? Well, except there'll probably be 15 or 16 people. Like, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the New Year's. Not really a resolution because I've always wanted to do a marathon, but uh, that's what I'm doing. Taking it off the bucket list. Like. Taking it off the bucket list. Everyone always relates comedy to uh, to like being a marathon and not yeah. a sprint, right? I know, yeah. You I've know? heard that one before. About life and about comedy, yeah. yeah. Just, a, just a generic analogy, isn't it, really? Every, you know, it's like a marathon. It just goes on for ages yeah. and it's really hard at the end. Yeah. Uh, and like you have, like, you just, and it's that, so it's helped your mental well being because you, cause you don't get out much here, you say, is it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I know it's, I just, I love, I've done, I've been running since probably I'm 14. Oh, I, right. I was boxing when I was between 14 and 19. 
and a part of the boxing training was running. Yeah. And it's it's something that I always enjoyed, you know. There was a certain run before training. Yeah. And I just couldn't get my head around it when I was 14 or 15 that I'd ran that whole distance mm. that my dad sometimes drives in the car. Yeah. So I ran all of that. And looking back, it actually wasn't that long anyway. Yeah. But I just, I kind of loved running from there on, like, you know. The proof of, like, of what you can, your body can yeah, do. Yeah, it's mad. And then I didn't, I only, I've only done a couple of races, but I'm fairly competitive on the day. Like, I right. really try and yeah. pass a lot of people out and get a good time, like. You're from Cork, are you? Nocknahim, yeah, not, right? yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And uh, like so, uh, like in, okay, we're gonna ask you about comedy now. Like so, because I, I met you like years yeah, a long ago, time ago in, wasn't it? in the LV in the fucking LV. In Cork. I love this reminiscing about this stuff. Yeah, McCartan well, Street. McCartan Street. That's it. That's it. Yeah, they used to do that that little corner of the the Doritos stage in the corner. Of the yeah, the Crack House Comedy yeah, Club. That's right. Uh, run by pa, uh, Pat Pat Was Pat O'Shea and. Paddy O'Shea in the, the Paddy O'Shea. Like. Well, it was kind of like, yeah, Pat O'Shea came in, but who was running it before? It was Martin Henschen, yeah. I think, ran it first. And then Pat O'Shea came on board. But yeah, that's where I started. Is that where you mm. started as well? Then? I started there, yeah, that's where I kind of started, yeah, in yeah. LV, yeah. And it burnt down, didn't it? Did it? Yeah, it burnt oh, down. Oh, I didn't know that. Just... Oh, no, maybe I did hear that. It was a fire yeah. in the kitchen or something. Was yeah. There? You, so you started in, in Cork. You, like, you did boxing. So yeah. uh, what was it? You just wanted to be. You got, you got punched in the face and then you got punched, punched, punched in the in, in <laughs> my confidence. I'm punching my ego. Yeah, I'm too confident. I want yeah. to just destroy myself. No, I wasn't confident at all, actually. Right. Oh, God, yeah. no. So I started off in a different place in Cork, in Jim Cashman's, upstairs right. in Jim Cashman's. Was that still going when you were there? Uh, I don't think... Oh, yes, it was. It was. Tiki uh, Lounge with yes, Johnny... Was. Johnny... Uh, I, oh, I don't my know. God. Because it was above, um, just off... Um, just next to uh, the fucking shopping centre, isn't it? Sorry, I'm, t- I'm actually probably named a different pub. Uh, it was near Paul Street shopping centre. Yeah, that's what I mean. Old Body Opera House, yeah. Yes. Tiny little room, that's upstairs. where I did my first one. Yeah. Upstairs called the Tiki Lounge. Yep. Johnny, God, sorry Johnny for not remembering your name. Yeah. But he gave me my, my first gig in there, yeah. Yeah. And it was brilliant. Very lovely little spot, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I definitely didn't have confidence. I had confidence b- between a very small amount of friends, like, you know. Yeah. I was definitely not outgoing or anything like that. And it was a big surprise to everybody when I said I'd do it because I was very quiet. Uh-huh. I would say probably bordering on like, oh my God, he is painfully quiet when I met new people, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's the old thing, isn't it? You yeah. see people doing it and you think, yeah, I could do better than them. Or mm. you're motivated by people being shit, like. Yeah. Just get angry about it, like, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you could go, oh, I could, I could do that as bad as that, no problem. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the anger is the thing that, like, yeah. also is detrimental to comedy, isn't it? Mm. You know, you could go, and you come off and go, jeez, fuck, they, some of those people, fuck, I could see they hated me. Yeah, And yeah. you go, oh, okay, well, that's how I felt when I didn't do comedy before. Yes. Uh, you know, and but, like, so you, you uh, that, that sort of painful introvertedness, you just yeah. was like, oh god, this is too too much to bear. Yeah. I remember keeping on, because um, I was doing it, like, I, Des Bishop came to Nakanahini uh-huh. to join the hood, uh-huh. I didn't find out about it until it was nearly finished, but I don't think I would have done it anyway, to be honest, uh-huh. it wouldn't have been in my bag, because it was too unknown to me, and then I started to go and see Jamie and Pat um, in these little comedy clubs, and that was my first experience to like, oh my god, there's something else here. Yeah. These guys have been running comedy in Cork for years, like. I was hoping someone would will me into it, mm. dropping hints and stuff. Yeah. And say, you should give it a go, like. But never, no one ever did, so I just mm. kind of went, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I, I've, yeah, absolutely loved it, obviously. It's been a roller coaster. It's class. The last time I, uh, gigs I did with uh, Paddy was, um, this is like fucking when I first started out, right? Pat O'Shea gave me my first headline spot. Oh, yeah. This is fu- it was in, in the crack house or? Crack house, Paddy's pub. You know, Paddy's pub on uh, Patrick Street, Patrick Street. Oh. You know, uh, did it move, did it? No, it didn't move because the LD closed. They went down oh, to, did it go to, yeah. um, did it go upstairs in that's, some pub? That's right, upstairs, yeah. It was upstairs, a little windy staircase, uh, wooden staircase upstairs. Oh. Next to the toilet. Was that down by the English market, no? Up, up. No, it was, it was the other side. You know, you had uh, the place where they, across from HMV, used to sell tickets. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and it, so there's, across from there was a place to sell tickets. And next door to that was the Paddy's Pub, a little, just a sandwich board outside. Oh, yeah. Comedy upstairs. And, uh, yeah. And uh, they've got, like, got, like, 10, 12 in, like, and... Fucking hell! My first headline spot. I was you know drilling the yeah. shit out of it, like and I, <laughs> I and the shit that I had. I was like, fucking know this, and ah, you know, full of fucking joy with it, like and shit material. But you're like, oh yeah. fucking here we go, like. But Alan Hurley was on before me. Oh yeah, right. And uh, he was doing an impression of David Gray. Oh and he was yeah, doing yeah. With those shoes on his knees and everything, yeah. like you know. 
And uh, he's like, uh, and this is in the time when uh, of DV tapes, like, and and, right. and Alan was like, "Do you mind filming my set before I go?" Yeah, no problem, Alan. Filmed his set, and like, it went well for him. Fine, no problem. Uh, I'll send that to you. Put my fucking recorded started me, and as soon as Pat introduced me, the tape ran out. <laughs> no, I was like, "Fuck!" Oh, First no. headline spot. I mean, it was it would have been fucking great. Six, yeah. I really enjoyed. You know, like yeah. fucking just full of beans. Like I was yeah. just fucking having a great time. No matter what happened, I would have had a great time. You know. Uh, but it was like, oh, bollocks, that's just fucking typical, like, you yeah, know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, I used to fucking, I used to, I used to really enjoy giving, gigging Cork, man. I go back in July, but uh, do a few spots, but... Uh, oh, yeah, but, yeah oh, good. Up to Dublin as nice well, bit so. of comedy there yeah. on Cork. I've been there a couple of times over the last year, and mm. there's a few things going on. Like, there was, there was when the Crack House was there, mm. and the Tiki Lounge was there, and there was another few odd nights, and Sid Limits was obviously there, but I didn't yeah. gig there until I sort of came back from Australia. There was a bit of a vibe there, you know? Ooh. But then for a while then, it was City Limits was probably the only comedy club there. Yeah. And I, I don't remember there being a circuit of comedians down in Cork for quite a while, but now there's a healthy enough old oh, yeah. bunch of lads down there, yeah? yeah? And uh, I went into um, the Coco Club there yeah. last year to sort of try some new stuff out, and then I did a little preview there. Uh, of the show I'm doing now and yeah there's loads there's loads of brilliant comedians there now and there's a proper little because when I was starting out there was a little click not a little click but there was a little gang like myself you Johnny P was his name actually Martin Hensham the O'Shea's yeah there was another few now as well uh, Kevin Goldsmith was there so there was like a nice like bunch of comics from Cork and we'd go down to Kilkenny and we'd sort of merge with some of the Dublin acts but for a while, I think there wasn't a lot of people doing it in Cork. But now there's apparently now there's loads. There's like thirty or something. You know, do you still do boxing? <clears throat> no, I'd love to though. Yeah, yeah. See, it's just it just takes over the life, doesn't it? it can't be. You just, what can, yeah. else can you do? Like, yeah, I'd love yeah. to. I mean, I gave up boxing a long time before I took up comedy. But like, mm. I loved it. I was so. I I just loved it. every aspect of it. You know, yeah. the training and the fighting and. Just, you know, the progression again, like, of you kind of starting out. Just say, for instance, your left hand wouldn't be at all strong. Yeah. And then a year later, you're like, you've got nice power in your left and your right. And it's like, and you're able to do this punch and that punch and move yeah. this way and move that way. Yeah. And do all the stuff that you couldn't do, you know. Yeah. But I loved it. Like, I mean, I lost most of my fights, probably. I came at it late. Like, I joined when I was 15. And yeah. I was fighting guys that were boxing guys sometimes that were... Probably had 100 fights more than I did. Yeah, yeah. So I was... But uh, I kind of wish I had my time back in some ways. Because a few fights I pulled it out of the bag and I was, like, digging in. And yeah. then other fights, I remember just getting in there and knowing too much about the other guy. Like, he is a four-time taller and a champion. You have your seventh or eighth fight today. Yeah. So, therefore... Well, you'd go in and box to 30% of your ability mm. against them. you just have too much respect for them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Even though I've beaten guys that I shouldn't have beaten, like, you know? I, yeah. I just wish I could find that gear. Yeah. Which is kind of made, it's kind of helped me in comedy, really, now, looking mm. at it. Because I'm always trying to, I'm always, like, willing to fucking do it, no matter how awkward or no matter how bad the gig is. Yeah. I'm always willing to sort of jump on and see what I can do, like. That's it, like keep trying something different you fail you yeah. fail you fail and you like you know you can you can incrementally see you getting yourself getting better and stronger absolutely and mentally yeah. And, yeah and physically as well like yeah, that's yeah. It. it's all all connected as well huh? yeah that's it man it's very meditative like yeah. yeah but with comedy then you do see yourself getting better over the years and then you get better and you feel like you're um hit a glass ceiling as well i suppose which is difficult to do but yeah better than a glass jaw i guess that. yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> But you know you do yeah. feel like oh fuck what can I do here now like how can I how can I get to the next level because I feel like I'm I'm de- I'm definitely good enough you know yeah yeah that's it and just not try not to get fucking depressed about try it, not to get depressed it. which or is yeah. a daily task isn't it of course man that's it got to stay healthy man that's yeah. it mentally and physically right yeah so like do you uh, do you do any other uh, thing apart from comedy just like pure comedy do you act or do you like do you voice uh, over? Like, no they're, I mean they're not is there not much call out I mean they call out for the Dublin accent here they do yeah but but they don't call out for the Cork accent right in England is it yeah, yeah in England right? oh you know, right I didn't even I mean, know I didn't even know that actually I weirdly did a self tape yesterday where I had to do a Dublin accent oh yeah yeah an audition for something <laughs> no I don't think I'll get it but yeah. I had to do a whole scene where I was at Dublin cheeky chappy fella you right, know yeah yeah and it was great fun actually doing it like my yeah. my wife does all the self tapes with me great and she's great like she's 
not an actor or anything, but she's a director. Like, yeah. of, she's a self-appointed director. Yeah. She's no problems telling me how shit I am. <laughs> Same with mine as well. She's like, don't. What are you fucking playing at? Like, yeah. Yeah. But um, manager, like by yeah. default, right? I'm the same. I've, that's my same manager as well yeah. for me. Yeah. I've done a tiny bit of acting, like mm. small, but I did the Young Offenders there last year, uh. and I did a tiny bit in that. I did an audition for it, and uh, I was kind of getting one bit of the audition, and then the other bit I just couldn't, mm. you know, because I'm not, I'm not an actor, I'm not this, and yeah. I just couldn't envisage the scene, or I couldn't really do it, and it was only for kind of uh, an extra anyway. So he called me when I was in Edinburgh that year, actually. Yeah. The year you came to see me. I don't know, I had, I had a dodgy haircut when you came to see me uh, or not. Oh, because there was another year I came to see you and I saw you with Brendan Burns inside in the, doing the wrestling show. Oh, yeah. And uh, you like uh, you had a lot of chains. Oh, no, that wasn't me. Was no. that you? Who no, was that? God, no. Who the fuck I don't was know that? who the hell that was. Because that was like, no, like it had like, um, not, not, not chains, but you like had a black denim sh- shirt. I'm sure that was you. Black man. denim shirt. I have uh, a black denim shirt, like, but I, I don't like, have loads I was like, of chains. I was like, fucking Chris, man, you dress, like, cause it doesn't, I was like, the, 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 cause I, I thought that was you, man. That wasn't sure me, that, no. Was I've never been you? to the wrestling up to you, see, so I know it wasn't no, me. No, because it, was like, it, wasn't, it wasn't the wrestling, it wasn't the wrestling necessarily show, they weren't doing the one they were doing now, yeah. but they were doing the one which was like, everyone's got, you know where they go, yeah. I would do a show about wrestling, like, and it was like, loosely about wrestling, like, yeah. it was like, I got in a headlock one sort of thing, you Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It wasn't really wrestling, like, it wasn't the wrestling show. No, it wasn't me anyway, though. Definitely not. Because I was like, fuck, man, you change your look an awful lot. I was like, because I remember you had the, back in, like, in the, well, the years, it's years ago, the, the fucking, the Mohican. Oh, and yeah, I thought, Jesus. And I, and yeah. I was like, I, I, you know, because you're just trying to fucking get where you are in your head, like, to fucking evolve from, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. see what works for me. How to, okay, terrified. Okay, let's put the fucking Mohican I don't on. have a Mohican either, did though. You, you, I'm sure you did. No, I had, like, um, a Mohawk. I had the, sh- the side shaved, maybe. It was it was, it was pretty, it was a bit of stripped on the No, middle. do you know, that wasn't, that was something, that was, um... <laughs> Someone else as well. Yeah, that was, um... <laughs> I think that might have been, that might have been, uh... <laughs> I think that might have been Colin McCarthy. Was I it? think, yeah, yeah. I'm fairly sure he had a Mohican. Oh yeah. Someone had a Mohican, I remember, yeah. but it wasn't me again. Okay, that's fine. No, right, I've never that's had fine. a Mohican. Mohican. Because I was like, because I put those together, I was like Mohican. Okay, maybe. And then I was like, no, that's no fucking. No, I had a like I had probably short back and sides, maybe. Oh right. No, I never had a proper. I had a bit of a, I suppose a on the way to a mullet but never a Mohican in Edinburgh I did the Young Offenders and I had long hair a big long hair and sort of a beard yeah. as good a beard as I can get in it I'd been right. for about two months and then I flew home my day off and they gave me that Young Offenders haircut with the shit oh, right. bald all right around the top uh-huh. And uh, and a clean shave <laughs> and I did that because your man called me up the director and he was like I think you've got potential so he gave me the role of a dead guy, so it was like funny, like you know. Yeah. But um, it was yeah. great though, and I did another little part in for another series, Women on the Verge, yeah. where I had a couple of lines in it, and then you know, but just with a Cork accent though, yeah, so I don't yeah. mind that. That's it. But uh, I do I like it. I I would love to do more acting mm. and more uh, like that. I need to sort of yeah. I have a voiceover um, demo in Ireland, but I need to sort of maybe try and. Send it to someone over here, or yeah. get it to someone over here, and try yeah. and get a little bit of work over here. You know, that's it. Man. I mean, like, okay, right for, for you, right? We talk about before we started, like you know, uh, trying to be organised and, and doing a video. So you used to do like two videos a week, right? Yeah. Well, no, I do. Yeah. No, I do a video every two weeks, probably. But that's only on the lead up to a tour, you know. Right. right. So I'll probably put out. I don't know. There's probably twenty videos, maybe, on yeah. my Facebook or something. Now, if you go onto my page, yeah, of my stand up, you know, yeah. I'm trying to get more up there, like you know. Yeah. Yeah. And did you pay for, uh, uh, like, sponsors? No, I did. I boosted them, but not not for ages. And I only boosted them, like, just say, for example, when it was coming up to the Waterford date or whatever, and I was like, all right, I'll boost it in Waterford. I don't know if it makes a difference. People seem to buy tickets, like, yeah. you know. I'm only figuring all that shit out, like. Yeah, yeah. But I'm afraid that Facebook are trying to... They want you once you boost something. They want you to boost everything, like, yeah, it, right. and it's like they're they're giving you the option to boost immediately for everything, yeah. you know. And it's like, oh, no, I sort of do. I don't put a whole lot of money into it, but just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's all they need. Just a little bit from fucking millions of people. Not that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exa- absolutely. That's it. Man. You're in six shows. <laughs> six, six. Is it six? Hang on. Yeah, this is my sixth one. Right. I think. What was the first one? Uh, first one was called Plugged In. That was uh, in 2012 in Edinburgh, yeah. and that was all about being an electrician, yeah. uh, um, a little bit about travelling in it as well, from what I remember. 
and there's some old routines then that I could still pull out to this day. And the second one was Second Fix, and that was, I think, nice. about my first year in Edinburgh, probably my first year in Edinburgh's experience, and all that. And then I did Corked, which was kind of about growing up in Aknahini, and yes. about, or no, it was called Corked. Yeah. So I had all these cork boards on the stage with my name in, like, thumbtacks, you know? And then at the end, it was like six different boards, and then at the end I'd flip them all over and there'd be a photograph of something that would go back into the show, you know? Yeah, nice. So to kind of to show it was all true stories, really. Yeah. There'd be a photograph of me or whatever. Like I had an old routine about the gigs poster, and then it was, you turn it around, and it's a picture of me and my brother in the, in the room with the gigs poster as like a 10 and 6-year-old or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and then after that, then I started doing more narratively kind of I did a show that was all about me getting married you know uh. my engagement my speech my my wedding and my honeymoon and then I did a show that you saw about becoming a dad uh. and then I show my re- recent shows about being a stay-at-home dad and a yeah. comedian and juggling to do them things you know and then I'll write another one I'm sort of trying to write another one at the moment trying to and uh, going in and out of London doing little new bits Mm-mm. And I'll probably book a few previews or book a few new material nights or something or book a few clubs in Ireland where I know they don't mind me messing around for 20 minutes, like, you know. And that's it. Just writing a new show, really. Yeah, that's yeah. It's, yeah, it's the same plan every year that hasn't worked that I continue to try and do. So when Chris gets up in the morning, what is it like? Do you like it? Okay, go for the run. Um, what's the, what's the, what's the, make it as mundane as possible. Don't try and make yeah. it fun. <laughs> no, I don't. But don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> well, I look after my young fella, like, so yeah. Yeah. it's getting him ready. And he's only just started going to, like, preschool, you know. Oh, right, so, so but he doesn't go every day either. So depending on the day, like, if I drop him, then yeah. I get up. We, he sort of has, we are, we're all up around seven anyway, like, have an hour before my my wife goes out to work, drop him to uh, our nursery or whatever, and then, yeah, I probably have three hours mm. on the days. Sometimes it takes you that long just to reply to all your emails and, mm. and invoice people and update your website, like, you know? Mm. It's hard to keep on top of that shit without mm. doing your writing as well, like, so... But it's just, it's more like, for me anyway, writing is more... It's more quality than quantity time, mm. like... You have to be in the mood for it, and you have to... You don't have to be. You have to also sit down and try. But, like, you kind of know when you're onto something, you know? And you know when you have a good two hours under your, you know, under your belt. Yeah. Like, the okay, I, I think for me, the, the golden time is two hours. Yeah, yeah. Two hours, two hours is good, yeah. yeah. I agree, yeah. Like, more than that, you're like, oh, fuck. Two so hours, you're, yeah, you're getting a bit itchy feet. Yeah. But, but also, if you're really, like, on a deadline, two yeah. hours, but then take a break. Yeah. And remember that you can actually do a run or go for sort of lunch yeah. or something. And it's the discipline to go back for another two hours then. Yeah, is it. what's like, oh, that's where you're going to start making changes. Like yeah, That's, that's it. where it's going to start making an impact. Because it's all well and good doing the two hours and going, oh, great. I'm fucking really proud of myself. And then leaving a go <laughs> and then trying two hours like, you know, a week later and being like, yeah. oh, that didn't really... And then, you know, waiting for that magic two hours to happen again. Yeah, yeah. But I'm trying to be a bit more writing on stage a little bit more, mm-hmm. which I've never done. I'm extremely scripted. But I'm trying to be a little bit more loose. That's probably my goal for 2019. Mm. With, like, just bringing a few ideas onto stage when they're not really fully fully fledged out and just mm. trying to see where they go and recording them and then going back and writing on top of them, you know. So you said earlier you went to uh, you came back from Australia. Were you go living out there? Or? Yeah, I lived there for like a, a year, a year just over a year I think. Travelled, yeah. lived in Sydney and Perth, and travelled all over Australia. Worked as an electrician. So I didn't do much comedy in Sydney, mm. like a tiny bit, because mm. I just didn't really figure out the scene there. You know, I was emailing people and mm. no one was getting back to me, but yeah. I was a bit green. Like mm. then I moved to Perth and I turned up at the first comedy club. I sort of Googled it like I properly did. But this is like 12, 13 years ago. So mm. so I sort of turned up at the first comedy club and sort of mentioned it to the guys I saw, the MC or whatever. Mm. And I, get, I think I got a gig there the following week. 
And then out of that, there was another two guys that run a different comedy club down the road. Yeah. So I, I thought it was semi-regular in, 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 in parts then for five months. Mm. I would have been gigging easily every week, once or twice a week. Yeah, yeah, great. So that was brilliant, like. And then I went off travelling again for another six or seven months mm. around Australia, New Zealand and Asia. And mm. then I came home and sort of picked it up again, 2008. Did you manage to get any gigs around there as well? Or just no, I never tried. No, yeah, no, just having no. a good time, right? No, exactly, it. yeah. But then I came back and then it was like, that was the crash then in 2007. So there was no real electrical work for me, even though I got about a month. Mm. And then I didn't really do anything after that. Mm. I tried my best to get it. But I'd been lining up gigs on my way back. I'd been emailing promoters and yeah. saying, I'm back in Ireland. So when I got off to play in Ireland, like I kind of had... Maybe six or seven gigs lined up, which felt like an awful lot back then. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> it just hit the ground running, like. As I was trying to get more work as an electrician, even outside that, I was trying to do anything. But that was when the, the crash was 2007 mm. or eight or whatever that was. Yeah. There was nothing, like. But I was just starting to get little paid bits from comedy. So then I said, maybe I should just focus a little bit on this. Yeah, yeah. And then ever since then, then I've been full-time, really. But I like the name of your uh, the second show, Second Fix. Yeah, yeah. All about being an electrician, right? Yeah, well, uh, the first one was being an electrician, and then the second one was Second Fix. There was actually no electrical material in it. Drugs. Oh, drugs. It's such a get. Because you know yourself, the name of the show is, is very important, isn't oh, it? Oh, like, it is. You know? It is, but like it's yeah. also bullshit because yeah. you're, you're naming it in February or whatever when you're like, no matter how on top of things you are, your right. show is going to change. Yeah massively in a couple of months isn't it mm-hmm. so sure. mine is like your second fix I think was my first Edinburgh was horrendous um, I got the mumps up there and oh fuck yeah I, I lost loads of money and I did it all wrong now looking back at it mm. I did the paid fringe 2012 shouldn't have done the paid fringe yeah. shouldn't have done a full show but we're fairly green coming from Ireland I think yeah. Yeah. The you know people in the UK have it switched on like they mm. will go up not all of them but the comics will go up and do a three-hander yeah. and then a two-hander yeah. and then a 45-minute show and probably all in the free. And then mm. and then their debut year, they've been going to Edinburgh for six years mm. or something. I mean, I would have been a busy comedian in Ireland, but uh, looking back, I was only doing 20-minute sets. And I had an abundance of an hour. Like I had easily an hour and a half that first year mm. to pick from. The show wasn't the problem. It was me, me and my legs, I suppose, for doing an hour every day. Uh, all the other shit that you don't think of, mm. flyering and just the general gruel of Edinburgh because mm. the Olympics was in London that year as well. Oh, fuck yeah, right. So it was so, apparently it was much more, it was much more quiet up there. Right. Yeah, I just did it all wrong and I got sick, I got the mumps, I had to cancel shows and, you know. So the second year was as hard as Edinburgh was and I really found that first year so hard mm. I, I wanted to do it again yeah, so yeah. I felt like it was like a drug so that's why I called it second fix yeah, yeah, so right. it's like I'm going back I can do better than that mm. and then I was kind of starting from scratch I think I had one bit of material you know I probably had five minutes or something mm. whereas the first year I had an hour and a half to pick from so maybe a little bit more maybe a little bit more the second year but I had a lot more to write in that year but I, I had a much better year then second year but like do you think do you find that uh, like coming from Ireland do you think, think that like you have uh, as you say the boys over here have it kind of nailed down they go like do they have the progression of like okay up there with like a, a three-hander or a yeah yeah but like in Ireland I, I find that like I, I you know in school you're never kind of gone do you know you could do a fucking like uh, a cre- something creative <laughs> like you know yeah yeah so I remember I think I saw I remember seeing that well, I, fuck I've got a good memory but I remember seeing you do a thing of you know so when I was no, was it, maybe it wasn't you might be, I might get this okay, wrong could not be me again. Might, might be you again right? I have a fake this face man be, sorry <laughs> mate I'm the same man people yeah. come to me and say you look like my brother I'm like yeah. not your brother like. yeah but it's like uh I have like uh, this memory of someone going, you know, do a trade. You're gonna do a trade. Yeah, is oh that God. you? Yeah, it's me. Yeah, that's yeah, you. Yeah, that was, yeah. that was that's right. Me, yeah. That's right. So you're gonna go, go do a trade. Go do a trade. That was it. And that was, yeah. and that's the kind of because that's a mental. That's a in your stand up was like fuck. That's the mentality that that, 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 that I think Irish uh, people have. I think. Yeah. You know, especially in the the, the building and the farming kind of fucking. Because I'm from Skibreen, like so. Yeah. I know I don't want to become an engineer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. or like that kind of thing. Like you know, so I think that you kind of get. Uh, 
shaved off a bit in a few you lose a few years to kind of go oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. like you know i mean not saying that, that that's detrimental but you know, oh, i know what you mean it yeah can be you're not you're not taught that's an option you know yeah I mean? yeah oh, i'm very yeah i'm still very happy i did all that though because it yeah. ended up leading to so much material and so much mm, you lived the life like people that influenced me like yeah. and comic other people i met on building sites and i'm very glad i, I went right. into work oriented stuff Mm-mm. And for the good times, I loved it. I make yeah. a joke about being a bad electrician, but I'm yeah. not. I loved it. And yeah. I traveled. I had one of the best years of my life in Australia, yeah. working for four months, building up a load of money, then yeah. driving down the Great Ocean Road, me and my wife, just all my friends having a great time, great. you know? If yeah. I was genuinely, if I could do being an electrician Monday and Tuesday, yeah. Every week, and that for me, I would rather do that to take the pressure off, and that would sort of cover a bit of my rent, and then I could do comedy the rest of the time. I would do that yeah, if that yeah. was handed to me. That's it. If like, I could do that with someone, I would do that. But yeah. no, the point I'm trying to get at is like, yeah, they are, I think they have it a bit more. Well, they had it. They're getting more sussed in Ireland about because I I didn't have a clue about awards, even reviewers. Yeah. I didn't know that, and I got a couple of harsh ones my first oh. year, and mainly because I was misdiagnosed with the mumps as well and I was told by the first doctor I didn't have the mumps because I had the mumps before and I just continued to gig well, yeah. and I was just like Jesus this is such a hard festival but not yeah. knowing I had this fucking virus and I was half dead on the stage like yeah. uh, not half dead but I was just like there's nothing there you know yeah right but right. um, and obviously you're playing the smaller crowds your first year is just your toughest that's it so whenever I'm chatting to comedians I'm like do it for your own sake. Mm-hmm. Do it with someone. There's less of a risk because you're going to lose money your first year. A lot of the time, at least share the loss with someone and someone you get along with. Share the time with someone. Share the the flyer with someone. Share the, the the whole. You know what I mean. Share the whole fucking thing. And then you're just you're in Edinburgh. You're getting a feel for it. You're doing every single day. You're doing a split show or whatever, but you're still in Edinburgh. You still get to lay of the land. You know which venues are where. You're still building up contacts. Whereas I just went in so deep that first year that I thought, you know, it was a shock to me. Me and Gerald Farley, actually, Gerald yeah. Farley did the same. Yeah. He did pretty much the same thing I did, you know. Yeah. First year in, and two of us were fairly established in Ireland, yeah. but I think looking back now, and I think probably maybe he'd think the same, maybe me and him should have gone. Even though we had well over an hour each, we mm. should have been going, oh, let's do a half an hour each. Yeah. And I would have much rather that because it was just an unpleasant experience to my entrance to the fringe, like, you know. Yeah, just to be, like, being ill and, like, all the stress yeah. of that. For, I mean, uh, it's stressful enough without having to be ill, like, seriously ill like that. It is, yeah, yeah, it's very stressful. And it's like, and there's there's a lot, I think, yeah, I, 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 if I could do it over again, and, yeah. I, and I can't. But at the same time, like, I think it made me far better comedian. I've, I've never, to this day, I still think the most... The most pleasure I get out of comedy is when Edinburgh is finished in September and I have a brand new hour yeah. of material yeah. that I didn't have the year before. Like, I don't have no, but I know for a fact if I just keep writing towards it. And that's brilliant, I think, turning nothing into, like, yeah. in September having an hour and being comfortable with it and doing it like yeah. something that you didn't have if you didn't make the choice of doing it. That's and it. obviously Edinburgh's not the only option. Like there's other options there as well. Yeah, yeah. There's loads it. of fringes and there's yeah. loads of ways to write an hour. Yeah. But that for me that's just the best way, like. Where else do you go apart from Edinburgh? Do you like uh, I don't actually Edinburgh? I've done the Dublin fringe once yeah. years ago. And that was after Edinburgh, and that was a split show with Garode. And that was a place where like it was total flip. We shouldn't have been doing a split show really. Mm. We were doing forty five minutes each or something and it was like yeah, in the Dublin Fringe is where you should be doing your own hour, and and in Edinburgh is where we should have been splitting, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going to hopefully, I would love to do the Dublin Fringe again, so I'd like to do that this year, actually. Yeah, that's in September. I think it'd be kind of tricky to get into, like, but I'm going to try and try and do that this year. People know you there, and then you can just grow with the fan base and kind of move on. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. That's and I love gigging in Dublin. It's, it'd be great, and you just go home, it's nice and easy now. Yeah, I love it, yeah. It's so easy, yeah. like... Okay, right, now, you're a storyteller, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So, like, you know, I can imagine, you know, uh, with, like, other other people kind of going, if, if the conversation got kind of really stilted, right? And not yeah. saying this is one now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, yeah. like, because I, I like to ask this question, like, you know, 
because uh, fucking from the countryside, you know, you have to make your own fucking fun sometimes. There's nothing I know, there, yeah. You know? yeah. And like, so you'd be, what's the thing, that, what's the story now, not, not necessarily a piece of your material, that you go, fucking hell, this fuck is going not too fucking well. I tell you, I'll, I'll start breaking out the old story that always gets a bit of fucking, uh, you know, I know this is a bit putting you on the spot. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. It necessarily have to no, be funny. No. But what's the one you kind of go, ah, right, lads, here, listen to this now. Like, fuck, take you remember the time that fucking me and whatever the fuck, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. There'd be a load of them. It'll depend yeah. on the situation. It'll right. depend who's there, really. Dinner party. You know? A dinner party. Right. Oh, God. I don't know. Uh, I've been with the family. Party. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is it, is it PG only? I mean, you could, doesn't, it doesn't have to be like, you know, you could change the names uh, to, to protect the innocent. Yeah, I think sometimes I have, I have stories that are so unbelievable right. that I kind of have to really play them down almost mm. and... People add legs and hands, or whatever the expression is, yeah. arms and legs to stories, and I just uh. think, no. I'm like thinking it's actually almost unbelievable the way it is, you yeah. know. Well, I think in comedians, if it's around comics, mm. I'll always go to, and it's not necessarily when the story, when the vibe is dead. Mm-hmm. A big, a common one that comes up with comedians, or comedians is uh, when it's fucking... Back and forth. It's bad gigs, isn't it? Oh, that's yeah, that's yeah. a big one. Like if you're right. a cha- if you're if you're car change, that's it. Car right. sharing. Yeah, it's like bad gigs will come up. So I've right. loads of them. All right, well, you hit me with the worst gig then. Come on, oh, there's loads of them. So yeah. there's like number one, the one that just like you think green, the, the greenest one where I thought, mm. and you know what, the gig actually didn't go that badly. Mm. But just thinking about it, so it was in the Silver Springs Hotel. Brian from Cork actually from City yeah. Limits got me the gig. It wasn't really a corporate. It was a huge gig, which when you're new, yeah. you're pretty naive to think just because there's a big number here, that's fine. Because yeah. I'm used to doing tiny gigs or, you know, yeah. not all of us, but the majority of your gigs will be small. So you're yeah. like, oh, more people makes it easier. So no. this was a charity gig <laughs> in, exactly. It was a charity gig in Silver Springs that was like, I think it was for Nivea. It was for men's oh, yeah. testicular cancer or something. Okay, the, the format was actually a chat show initially. So it was already paying the bollocks, right? Yeah. So like George Hook, you know George Hook? Yeah. He was hosting it. So he would interview people. Oh, right. So he interviewed Dona Logue and Dona Logue had just come out at the time and that was all very, it was great. It was like like 400 men in a room applauding him. And he's obviously an amazing goalkeeper and it was great. It was a really a celebration. And then he interviewed Ray Houghton about his career and mainly about scoring goals against England for Ireland and being from Glasgow and the, the mood was absolutely electric yeah. and the plan was that Ray Houghton was the last person he was interviewing like yeah. so and then I would go up total unknown so you're, you're talking now like oh fuck easily yeah. 10 years ago not to be interviewed I was just doing stand up yeah right but he was interviewing Ray Houghton and I was at the back of the room with Brian but honestly God now the fucking atmosphere was Oh, out of this world, just scoring against England. It was electric, you know. Just as he was wrapping up the interview, then um, George Hook says to uh, Ray Houghton, Oh, tell us about Hillsborough. Which is like the darkest day in football history where lots of people lost their lives. And he did, he told him about it. And I've never seen the mood in a room flip so quickly. And it was like people were just total elation to like, Oh my God, this is kind of harrowing. Got a, obviously got a big applause at the end of it, but then it was like yeah. George Hook going to the fucking podium saying, oh, now we're going to have a bit of comedy. And yeah. I walked up from the back of the room and it was like, oh. almost like, I don't know if I'm reimagining it or remembering it incorrectly, but it was like to, to wet eyes, like, you know, yeah, the people yeah. going. And then me starting my comedy, I actually said it's great to be in a packed room, but I didn't yeah. mean it like as a joke at all. Yeah. I meant it's, it's great to be in a packed room for such a good cause. Yeah. But they immediately took it as a joke and I got a big ripple of laughter, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. But it was because of a thing. It was yeah. A, yeah, it was obviously <laughs> about people being crushed and this place was rammed. And I was like... But that's what I do. I, I often yeah. accidentally make jokes yeah. like that and, yeah. I, well, and I, I wouldn't make that joke. Yeah, yeah. And if I'd, if I'd think, to be honest, if I'd have intentionally tried to make that joke, it wouldn't that's have worked, it. you know? That's it, man. It's always the way that... You know, you go and go. Oh, this is gonna work, and they go, "Oh no!" And because you're just completely oblivious, yeah. They're like, "Oh, brilliant!" And then, and because you, you couldn't top it, then could you? No, no, you couldn't. Really, you know. I mean, it was just one of those gigs where I, 
I don't think it was that bad. It was it was all material I don't do anymore. Like, and I I don't even think any of that material. That was way before Edinburgh and everything. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. I did ten minutes or something, and it was fine. Like, it was yeah. like laughter, and yeah. I could see George Hook and all of them were writing the table in front of me, and they were all laughing and everything. But looking back now, I was fairly new and fairly green. But yeah. that was. Definitely one of the gigs I remember, yeah. Sheer terror, like, isn't yeah. it? Like, just sitting there. Yeah, and just, just to see them. And I mean, I don't know, I was so naive anyway, yeah. thinking that it was a good thing to go on after Ray Houghton talking about scoring against England and all yeah. these lads are shouting. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, this is brilliant. Yeah. I was like, that's yeah. not brilliant at all. <laughs> like, if that was me now, I'd be like, oh my God, fuck, this is a disaster. Take a break after him. Don't bring yeah. me on. This is not going to work. Yeah, exactly. So you're a bit green and you're like, oh, it's a big... It's full room and it's yeah. brilliant. Even in that situation, like I, th- I think the audiences in Ireland are so much more giving than they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. When they're out, they're out. Like, they're yeah, out yeah. For, I mean, they can get like you know, and if you've any bit of like any bit of written fucking stuff, which you're you're you've know well enough, they'll yeah. give you the benefit. Like you know, isn't it? Yeah. Did, well, not. Yeah, most of the time, I would say sometimes. Yeah, yeah it's um. And this is uh, okay. Okay, question for you now, right? So, uh, you played a lot of gigs in, in loads of gigs in Ireland, right? Loads. Is, is there? Areas of Ireland where you can go off. Oh, I mean, not that I want to fucking hobble you now for a no, piece, no. They know they can hear where I'm from, and they're just a bit kind of like, no. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I think maybe my first time gigging in Belfast. Right. That was in the back of my mind, but mm. I think that was only because it was in the back of my mind. Yeah, yeah. Just zone yourself. That was it. Yeah. Because I've gigged in places now since with like, off supporting Neil Delamere up there yeah. in, in in loyalist stronghold yeah, areas. Yeah. And I'm clearly as southern as you can get, uh, and you walk out and you start joking. And generally, people that go to comedy are fairly fucking yeah, liberal, okay. and they're like up for it, like you know. Yeah. And if there's ever anything like oh, them having a fucking preconception of me, it's 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 normally just on a fucking level of oh, it's just having a bit of crack, like yeah, or just yeah. having a laugh about it or being able to laugh at that, like. Yeah. But, no, there's nowhere in Ireland really that it's not a place. It's probably a circumstance. It could be any room at all you walk into, whether it's one of the most renowned clubs in the world. Well, you just walk in and you're like, oh, there's a guy or there's a girl that's craving attention. Yeah. And they're not heckling and they're not doing this, but they just will not shut up. And they're answering questions that aren't being asked. And stuff like that that I would go, oh, oh God. Yeah, yeah. But even then, like, I used to dread... Likes, I just dread the likes of that in a comedy club and it'd be kind of going oh hope that fucker gets thrown out yeah. or I hope they're quiet for me or you know if you're headlining yeah. the club and they're rowdy at the off like you're yeah. going oh god yeah but I sort of just changed my mindset to that and I was like hmm. I'd have to black it out because I found when I was standing at the back of a gig and it was really rowdy because I'm really quiet and storytelling and yeah. I would go oh, hope she gets thrown out and I hope they get thrown out and I hope the whole thing is a little bit calmer but it's all it's all kind of uncontrollable stuff to hope for. So I just kind of I tried to block it out of my head now, yeah. and I tried to go. I hope I'm able to deal with whatever happens. Actually, that's the, that's what I hope. Okay. And then you get up and you're way more relaxed actually, and you're not under pressure, and you're like, well, you know, I'm gonna just fucking take my time here, like, yeah, and yeah. and go the way I normally go. But it it helps an awful lot because you're clearing your mind up a bit before you go on. You know, yeah. you're not you're not you're not going on and going. Oh, they're still in here. What am I going to do about yeah. it? Oh God. I found that even in those situations, even when I do get heckled and I do get shit shouted at me, just that simple little switch of the switch of the brain, like before you go on, you're way more able to deal with stuff like that because you're pushing the worry out of your head a little bit and that that frees up a bit of space for actually dealing with that shit, you know what I mean? Because like, I, I find that sometimes, you know, you're some fucking, it's some, it would piss me off sometimes to go, look, there's no one going to fucking deal with this. Yeah. And then I'd find myself getting really worked up. About yeah. It, like, and then I'd like, okay, and then and then you don't want to take that to the fucking stage because then everyone else is wondering what the fuck your problem is. Yeah. And your problem is that person over there, but they don't know that that person is the problem. Yeah. If you don't say it, and then you go through material and yeah. it looks like that you've got a problem with them. Oh, no, exactly. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really good. I like that. That's, a, that's really... Yeah. Uh, and sometimes shout, it's yeah. like not... You can't do it. Like, you yeah, just... Yeah. There's nothing you can do. Like, sometimes it is an impossible situation and you do have to address it and you have to go, okay, what are you, what are you fucking talking about? Like, yeah, you know? Yeah. But more times than not, I think... Yeah, like that. Yeah. If it's a big room and there's someone up near the stage that's being a prick or being annoying, as soon as you shift your attention to them... Four rows back, 
these people aren't annoyed by that person. So you really have to make a judgment call on, yeah. am I going to, you know, am I going to take the attention away from the, the rest of the room? 80% of the room are totally fine with it. Yeah, yeah. If you can do it really quickly and really, like, get a little quick punch in there yeah. for them or a quick... Yeah. Give them a quick look or whatever, yeah. then you know, or That's or it. or involve them in a routine somehow. But don't, especially when it's people like that I'm trying to get attention. The yeah, worst thing yeah. to do sometimes is to give them attention. Yeah, like I love seeing MCs over here actually. When there's a guy in the front row, dressed as a fucking massive cock or a cam, you know, something stupid, <laughs> or just like <laughs> like a stag do something. Yeah, shit like but that, I right? I think it's brilliant. And I. I when an MC goes out and just ignores them, never yeah. asks them who, when are you getting married, who are you getting married to. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. You see people with Christmas lights in their beard and a jumper on and a big hat, and they're just like waiting for it. Totally. And to go out and just ask the person that's dressed so casually next to them, "Oh, what do you do? Where are you from? Yeah, yeah, what are you doing here?" Some people go to the comedy club thinking they're at the fucking darts or something. Isn't it? I know. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. What are you doing like. They also think like, oh, this is it. We're going to be ripped to shreds or, yeah. or I'm going to rip them to shreds. It just doesn't work like that at all. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, the way I see it is like comedy is bringing it back to the phone thing. It's one, and comedy in the cinema and stuff like that. It's it's one of life's few opportunities where you get to switch your phone off, yeah. kind of switch your thoughts off and just engage with something else. Mm-hmm. And some people just fucking don't do it. It's so distracted now, isn't yeah. it? That's what they just like... They're definitely oh, a bit easier, easier distracted. That's yeah. it. So storytelling must be much harder now. It can be. No, it can is be. It, is it separate? Is it different? It's so a contrast. It's it's different. Like I mean, uh, weirdly enough, like I think because I speak low, softly, mm. slowly, it makes people that are chatting more self conscious. So they will they will stop talking. Mm. It will self police itself, and yeah. then they'll they'll look in. But it's fairly like I try to be dense enough with jokes anyway. So even though it's storytelling, there's a joke every. Mm. It's not. It's not a setup and punchline, but there's a joke every every fucking three lines and stuff. Yeah, like something like that. Like there's a, there's a there's a joke. Like it, it yeah. varies. Like, but there is jokes the whole time. Yeah. yeah, but there is routines that lead. They're probably seven or eight minutes long, and it goes from one point to the next. If you are distracted a lot of times in between, you might not get the punchline, and that's yeah. your own fault. I think <laughs> that's true. Like yeah, yeah. That's it. or know. if you go to the toilet and and there's a callback being set up, that's your own fault. Or people coming into my shows in Edinburgh, often I set stuff up at the beginning that's kind of gonna tie up in the end. Yeah, and, and everyone laughs except the people that came in quarter way through the show yeah, and, that's and I go don't explain it to them because that's, that's, your lesson. that's their own fault <laughs> that's the lesson now yeah. you arrive early you come on time you get all of the jokes yeah that's exactly like. yeah, yeah. or people yeah. that just aren't listening but like yeah I definitely think at Christmas time though or, hmm. which I'm glad to be over and I didn't have too many shaky ones I had a few hmm. a few kind of clubs a few of the nights were a bit like oh my hmm. god that was work and it's not even heckling it's people that are just so pissed they are listen. not listening to you listen, yeah. and they keep talking to each other and they're like yeah. and you're like oh fucking yeah. I've yet to see a comedian properly deal I think it's with that kind of situation yeah. but I don't think it's besides them being shot up a few times by the MC and being nudged by the bunkster or the yeah. staff I've never seen anyone be comfortable now. I don't think any comedian thrives on that situation yeah 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 I mean I find it like you know, you could have you have uh, people who you watched at the very beginning went, Oh fuck it, man, that was brilliant. I wanna yeah. who would you be your like when you kinda of go, Fuck it, I'd be I'd like to be like like that's the my ideal type of comedian. Not saying you're trying yeah. to copy anyone yeah, else, yeah, but yeah. just like, you know, what who'd be your model like? Well I wasn't very um comedy literate like either, not at all, no. Growing up I probably listened to the Dumbelievables yeah. and my dad had Dumbelievables, you know Dumbelievables obviously? Yeah. So their tapes, so I'd be nothing like them, their sketch, the mm-hmm. duo, amazing. And Father Ted, which is just like, yeah. that was the kind of comedy I was into. Some stand-up then, I remember one of my friends giving me a Tommy, Tommy Tiernan's first DVD. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah. Never thought, even in the same vein as him, like, you know, because I wasn't, my life is on its completely different spectrum. Like, yeah, I don't think I ever tried to be like anyone, but I was definitely like inspired probably yeah, by, inspired, like. just inspired by other people doing it, other open spots going. Because yeah. I wasn't inspired by fucking big names like that it was mm-hmm. like people like giving it a go like mm-hmm. that were a nervous wreck at the side yeah. of the stage people going oh my god she is absolutely shitting herself yeah. and she's got writing all over her hand yeah. and she's going up and she's making people laugh and that yeah. was the biggest inspiring part to me because I was yeah. not a confident person yeah. so uh, if, if the same as me like I feel yeah. the same yeah that's right and like, the great thing is, I found that uh like in Gideon Cork was everyone was really supportive of, oh fair play well yeah done, no they were great they were great yeah 
Like if if you were to be in for me because I was such a fucking not a confident person mm. to be inspired by a, a pro comedian unless they were this was part of their disposition nervousness and well, it wouldn't have worked for me like because like obviously Tommy Tiernan or whoever Patrice O'Neill or I like all yeah, these yeah. guys they walk out there and they're a master for me to be inspired like that I wouldn't be able to see the gap to yeah. try and go out and do what they do yeah. but you can definitely see comics being inspired by them I'm fairly in at spotting it like I could nearly hear someone else's accent and someone else's routine you know yeah yeah and go, oh, you yeah, sound yeah. like you're not from that part of the country, but why are you sounding like this other comedian mm. for that certain little part of your bit? Yeah, that's why it. are you shouting in his accent when your accent that's not your accent? That's not your voice. That's that, not your yeah, voice. Yeah. Why are you shouting like that, man? Yeah. You know, doing this for long enough, you know, you become a, a like a, a metal detector for bullshit. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Go, okay, that's okay, that's good, but mm, that doesn't fit with the rest of the thing you're doing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, who would you have been inspired by? That? Do you know, who I love I, I, who I really love is uh, is Jim Owen. Oh, he's brilliant. Jim Owen, yeah. he's fucking, yeah. he's brilliant. Uh, like talk about tough gigs, right? Uh, gigs when you're just like sitting in you're knowing your voice because I saw you at like Glasgow International Comedy Festival about two years ago now. oh yeah like in, in Leicester Square oh Leicester Square yeah Theater. yeah and I messaged yeah. you because I was like oh, I haven't seen you in years like, and I was like oh, fucking how's it going man? And oh so, yeah yeah and it was a really tough night for a yeah. lot of comics yeah it was I kind of empty them. wasn't it yeah but like I mean yeah. like, and half the people left in, yeah. after the break and it was really yeah. shitty Mark Nelson sorry Mark Nelson yeah. he's Scottish isn't he yeah he is yeah, he's so, brilliant um, he was great he was great but like he, I think that uh, like everyone had tough life you closed and you closed the oh, I think I was near enough closing yeah oh, yeah it was yeah. on late enough in the night and yeah. yeah. Simon Munnery was on like, yes you or yeah, something, wasn't yeah, it? yeah but no you like you were great like you just kind of held your the line of like your thing and I think you say you're so slow sometimes you see people with, with the from the previous yeah we're talking, about, we're talking back to not getting head up like yeah 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 things go okay uh, those people at the top they did okay like they just yeah. they got through it like but Okay, well, we're not going to come out here now. We're going to get the big guns out. We're just going. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. We'll do what we can. We'll yeah. fucking just tip away and like, you know, yeah. get on board or not. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but like, talk about the the voice. Yeah, for me, I I I, I mean, I have various different comics who I really enjoy. Mm. You know, but like, I'm not going to be like them. But I really enjoy what they do because I think that. Oh, I'm the same. Yeah, I love like yeah. yeah there's certain comics I think are just fucking yeah. I like, absolutely like, adore what they do. Yeah, like Jim Like you see him like like do the uh like he he doesn't really have a narrative, but like. Yeah. His stuff is just like everything that a comic can do. Yeah, he does it to the like the fucking nth degree. Like you yeah. see him go, okay, there's an observational bit there. He does, and it's like he's got the facial expressions. Oh, he's, he's got brilliant. The, fucking, the timing. I mean, people come to see him. They know him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like he's built that up for years. But looking at a, a a comic that's honed everything he has. Yeah, you're like, okay, he's got every. He's like the a twelve twenty level fucking yeah. comic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know yeah. That's that's yeah. how I feel. About going to see him because you go, you would be like you're saying, you watch people, you become inspired, and you go, fuck yeah. it. That after coming away from that, you're like, oh, fuck it, that was brilliant. Yeah, like, yeah. top level comics, you go, okay, man, that was fucking inspirational. Not what I do, but yeah. fucking hell, this is what you can do with it if you, if you put time in, like, yeah. you know, and the, the two hours modeling and stuff, like comics aside, you know, the origin story, is there anything you can, like, okay, I model myself to what, like, I think, you know, I'm more like a. Not, not a superhero or anything like this but like you know some sort of like an analogy for the worker that you are in a com- yeah. in comedy if you know what I mean do you know what I'm saying it's a difficult question because it's, it's from my mm. perspective right but like can you absorb that and, and try and put it in Chris's perspective <laughs> right you know so what would you mind like would you go, oh yeah I'm like this is like a I'm just like a a tradesman is that what you're going to do a trade by yeah no I think uh, I think it's probably a good thing not to watch too much comedy before I started it so uh. it wasn't freaked out about how good some people are and, and right. that's fucking totally unattainable to me I don't know if I model myself on, on anything like that it's a yeah I don't know but it's like I mean for me like I would say yeah. I would say I am the quiet very surprising people are very surprised I'm a comedian a lot of the time it takes me a very long time to get to know someone socially and actually properly interact with them and I can still sometimes be very awkward even with friends of mine like I can just be a bit really in my own head so if I'm to model myself on someone like that it's it's someone that like you are surprised by what they do you're very surprised that really that guy is or you know like that girl or is a, a kickboxing champion. Wow, she yeah. just bought, you know, that's the girl that, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, or there's there's certain guys that you look at and you go, oh God, he's handy, man. He is, yeah. do not mess with him. And you're like, really? That guy, yeah. that, that, that guy, not necessarily a small guy, but you know yeah. what I mean? That guy, that guy, 
who doesn't really peacock or he's not aggressive or he's not Charlotte. yeah I'm a serious introvert and I get still get very self-conscious about stuff so if I was to model myself in anything I would say a surprising what's a surprising character that, that you know what's, who's, a, who's a surprising one a, a superhero later really isn't it two different personas isn't it because yeah. stand up is your superhero persona if you yeah. like but not necessarily you don't have to be but like that's just this two, like Clark Kent isn't it you yeah did, Clark did Kent you, do yeah. The, you did you do that I don't know if I've never done did jokes you, about did that you did, I'm sure you did or maybe I did a pair of glasses you're like look Chris Kent and then uh, no no that wasn't me either that wasn't me either that was, uh, I'm fairly maybe. sure that was Jack Jarrett Regan I think was it? yeah he took off his glasses oh yeah he did it about something like pooing Oh, right. But I made a bad taste joke about Superman, I think, in one of my right. first jokes. It was oh, a bad yeah. taste Christopher Reeves joke. Yeah, yeah. That uh, That's I okay did. back then, though, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Was yeah. I was allowed back then. Yeah, it? well, I mean, also, it was a bit new. And back then, I would just do anything for a laugh. Didn't matter what it was. So I was getting a laugh, that was it. I never That's questioned it. anything. Which I think I don't think is a bad thing necessarily either. Once you're like you know, yeah, no, I think like yeah, because that's the main thing. People just are so surprised when I tell them, especially when I meet them in a situation where it's work orientated, or it's a girl from my wife's work or someone from my yeah. wife's work. Yeah. It's like really or family that I don't see very often, and then I, I bump into them at family events or anything, or I'm like yeah, I'm just I'll probably come across like the most boring fucker in the world. But I'm not. It just takes me a long time to click into this place where I can be myself and we can have a laugh. It takes me a very long time to click into that. Okay. So it's like the Hulk, you know, he can't find his <laughs> anger sometimes. Yeah. I, I'm like, it'll yeah. take me, it'll take a lot of time for you to find my personality. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And sometimes it can be like, people might think, Jesus, he's pretty boring. But as a matter of fact, maybe I'm thinking of how boring you are yeah that's it like i'm uh, like oh my god this, why is this person asking me about this or, yeah who the fuck okay that's the oh end of you thanks thanks chris <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, uh, like you know when there's a situation now when it gets really fucking awkward to some people i mean asking you the story you break out like finding gigs or finding car shares and shit like that yeah, yeah. but you know you kind of go uh okay i could either fucking try or i could just make this just a little bit more awkward. Yeah. Let's just, I could just dig into this. Because you get to a stage, don't you, in life, when, in an yeah. age, you go, yeah. no, I'm just going to sit into this and just yeah. ride the awkwardness. And, and I'm not going to, this other person isn't even trying yeah. to fucking, you know, connect in any way. Yes. So you just, because you can really get off on the awkwardness, can't you? Oh, yeah. You know, like, do, you, do you regularly go, ah, oh, well, this is, uh, I'm just going to fucking, uh, going to just, just gonna see how how much we can both stand here, like you know. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could be a superpower then, really. Yeah. In the end, you don't have to become uh, the you don't have to become the extrovert. You can no. just be double down on the introvertness. Yeah. yeah. And then the other person has to fucking sweat. You're taking the extrovertness out of them. You become the power. That's your power. You're That's stealing it. their extrovertness. That's it. You're stealing their outgoing uh, it's, it's personas. So yeah. Yeah. But like you just know, crushing them with yeah. your mind. <laughs> yeah, just some other, some other, some like some people are just the total opposite. Then I guess I have yeah. friends that are total like never, never off. You know, just always yeah. joking all the time. Yeah, yeah. And there's comics that are like that as well. But they're as they can be as hard work to fucking be around people that are just like come oh, on like in the green room like, come on stop come yeah, on you're sitting Jesus in a room Christ it's like you're sitting in a room with a chainsaw going yeah, like yeah, it's like they're like, doing the show to you oh, or doing it. fucking hell like I'm just doing something normal can you not you know, like you know I've just bought a cup of tea into a gig <laughs> really do you have to do a five minute routine <laughs> yeah. about it now yeah yeah oh Chris with his tea and you're like <laughs> shut the fuck up like yeah yeah but I like that's what I I, I like doing that I, I, I pull people on that yeah. straight away yeah, like man. and I love kind of pointing out how stupid it is what they're doing. Like, yeah, you know, that's it, man. Okay, man. Uh, what what's the show you're doing this year? Um, this is the sixth show. Looking up. That's the one I'm touring Ireland. I'm doing a few UK dates as well. I have I have London, I think Glasgow, Leicester, hopefully Liverpool, mm. but all over Ireland then, and uh, all the dates are on my website, chriskencomedy.com. And so that's the, that's the show I'm touring. While I'm touring that, I will also be trying to write another one. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I'm doing full uh, sort of a few things are a little bit up in the air at the moment. Yeah. Don't know if I'm doing a full Edinburgh this year, but at the very least, I'm doing a work in progress up there for a week, yeah. and then hopefully, fingers crossed, touch wood, the Dublin Fringe as well. Oh, you know, 
us. Yeah, just trying to, like yourself, trying yeah. to get out there, trying to get into more places and get my face out there a bit more, you know. And so, okay, apart from like gigging all over the place and doing all the festivals, what's the, any goals for uh, 2019? Do the marathon, I think. I guess yeah. that's a goal. And try and be less on social media, probably. Yeah. Less dependent on it. Try and manage that a bit, yeah. I think, you know. Right. Manage that a bit and not be flicking through it the whole time. What are goals? Not really, no. I just I'm quite content actually a lot yeah. of the time. Just be happy, not take it so seriously. Yeah. Comedy yeah. because that is the fucking absolute crux of it. And I've got one thing. I've got one more thing I'm gonna ask you about. Go on. Uh, after seeing your show uh, about becoming a dad, uh, we'll get the name of it again. I forget. I forget. Moving on. That Moving one. on. You're watching a lot of motivation uh, yes, stuff on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. I fucking I get that all the time, man. I'm, I've you know I I click in and out of that stuff as well. Yeah. It, it helps though. I find. Yeah, no, it does. And I totally took a cynical view on. I totally opened a can of worms on how yeah. stupid some of it is. Totally. But that's just me. Fucking, you can, you can do that to anything. Yeah, yeah of course. You but um, it's what you love, isn't it? Right. Yeah, but it's also like you know, it's often it is often billionaires telling you, to, yeah, totally, telling you how good, how life is great. Of course it is. When of you course can, uh, it is. When you, when you, was it? When you want to uh, succeed as hard as bad as you want to yeah, breathe? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. I mean, that's yeah. a bit much. Yeah, that's it. That's then a bit much. You'll be successful, but that, that's yeah. it. But. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that and uh, that was those routines man and uh, I will I look look forward to seeing your show uh, looking up and we catch you on your website chriskentchriskentcomedy.com right man brilliant yeah great uh, man thanks yeah Chris thanks for coming on the show cheers man. buddy thanks, thanks for having me And that was episode 67 with Chris Kent, Corkman, a man from Nakanahini. He's gigging all around the country now. That was recorded in the beginning of 2019, but he's been doing other shows in between. He's got loads of tours. Go and check out his website, which is chriskentcomedy.com. Go and see him live. You will not be disappointed. He's a very funny guy. This podcast is on Twitter. We're there at The Comedy Defect. We're on Facebook as well. We have a Facebook group, The Comedy Defect Podcast. You can follow me on Facebook, Winter Dominus. On Facebook, Winter Dominus. On Twitter, Winter Dominus. On Instagram, you know, you know the drill. And you can see all my live stand-up gig dates on my website, which is winterdominus.co.uk. Loaded little sketches there. Some other sketches I'm going to be making very soon. I'm going to be trying doing maybe one or two of those a week. Um, I've got some bits and bobs to to play with and it's going to be really fun I can't wait to do this other stuff I'm going to tell you about but hey just trying to focus on a few things and trying to pull it all together and my show again is on the 28th of February £10 a ticket in the Museum of Comedy and that is from 7 o'clock until 8 o'clock Museum of Comedy 28th of February but the pre-show for that if you live around Hertfordshire is on the 24th of January Squeaky uh, a sort of split three hours with Simon Kane. Squeaky at the beginning and every room is a panic room when you overthink things which Simon Kane will be doing at the end so we're going to be doing that in the cellar in Hemel Hempstead Town Hall on the 24th of January at half past seven to half past ten. If you want to come down to that, it's going to be the pre, it's going to be all ready, but it's going to be fun before, it's going to basically be a little warm-up before I go to the Museum of Comedy to do that. The next episode is episode 68 with a very funny person and a really just just a lovely person to be around. Whenever whenever I do a gig with her, uh, we just have such crack. She's great. And uh, her name is Joe Coffey. And... Oh, she's great. She's absolutely cracking. She's gigging around the place. She's gigging everywhere. She supported Ben Elton recently. And oh, it was just a lovely little chat with her. It was just so easy just catching up with her. I spent an hour with her after the podcast as well, just catching up and talking about stuff, about comedy, about all the other kind of performance stuff too. She's such a lovely person and a great comedian. That is episode 68, which is in December. And that's all I'm going to say for now. I've plugged everything. Unless you want to give me an early Christmas present by buying me a drink, buying me a coffee, buying me, what is it, a... Uh, a pumpkin spice latte or something like that that is kind of like the festive thing or the uh, pumpkin spice nutmeg uh, cappuccino or something you can go to Patreon type in The Comedy Defect Podcast and donate as little or as much as you want or just follow us and leave us a nice review on iTunes or Podbean or go to YouTube there's a couple of people who've been heckling me on YouTube but you know what right that's whatever they want well, that's the, whatever they want to do whatever they want to do is make a difference to me you know I, I will not respond to uh, to aggression I'll just I'll just you know it's just it's just the internet you know some people like it some people don't like it but if you do like it look give us a like give us a subscribe doesn't matter do all that stuff whatever they say 
so that's it for now for this episode of the Comedy Defect Podcast. That was Chris Kent. Hope you enjoyed it. Go follow him. Go see him live. He's a cracking comedian. And you have another equally amazing comedian. is Joe Coffey next month for episode 68. And that's it for now. We'll see you then. <laughs>